I thank God for the opportunity to stand on this stage. I thank Bishop Johnson, Pastor Chris, for giving me the opportunity. Every time I come up here, I tell you it's not an easy thing to stand up on this stage. Because when you come up here, you better be prepared not to have enticing words of man's wisdom, but to have words that bring a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Jehovah everlasting, you are the one who are God. We are your people. We have prayed concerning services here that the speakers will not bring enticing words of man's wisdom, but they will come with a demonstration of the spirit and of power. We have prayed that our services will be prophetic as we follow the Holy Spirit. Lord, let it be so this morning. Pray for the hearts of the people. You will break up the fallow ground. That there will be no stony ground hearts, no thorny ground hearts, no hearts that would just receive the word readily and then the vicissitudes of life will cause the word to go, but that the word will go deep in our hearts and we bring forth fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and even 100-fold. Amen. 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 So if you've heard me speak before, you know I always like to sing before I speak. So whether you like it or not this morning, I'm singing. <laughs> Don't mind me, this is the only place I'm very bold to sing. <laughs> when the enemy came against me To eat up my flesh and finish me Jehovah Nisi came Jehovah Nisi came When the enemy came against me To eat up my flesh and finish me Jehovah Nisi came Jehovah Nisi came When the enemy came against me To eat up my flesh and to finish me Jehovah Nisi came Jehovah Nisi came Then by my Lord I learned to leap a wall And he taught my hands to war When he came When Jehovah Nisi came Said by my Lord I learned to leap a wall And he taught my hands to war When he came when Jehovah Nisi came When the enemy comes to make you fall And your back's against the wall He comes Jehovah Nisi comes The enemy he comes to make you fall And your back is against the wall He comes, Jehovah Nisi comes He comes with his word to make you stand He always has a battle plan when he comes When Jehovah Nisi comes He comes with his word to make you stand And he always has a battle plan 
when he comes one Jehovah Nisi comes when he comes one Jehovah Nisi comes yeah he will come Jehovah Jehovah Nisi comes he will come Jehovah Nisi comes just give me one minute as I lift up the name of Jehovah Nisi You can, you can. Yeah. Somebody help me to worship Jesus. Lift up your voice and call him Jehovah Nisi. Call him the King whose kingdom never ends. We're calling your name. We're calling your name. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. The scripture we're gonna <laughs> the scripture we're gonna look at this morning comes from John chapter eleven, and it's a long chapter from one to forty-four. It is too long to read all of it, but this chapter talks about the story of Lazarus and how Jesus raised him from the dead after he had been dead for four days. I felt the Lord wanted me to talk about this. It's something that I just mentioned on the prayer line, I think on Friday, and I said, Lord, I already discussed this thing. I don't have anything to add to it. I'm just gonna point out some of the verses. So if you can put on the screen for me, 11, one to six. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and his sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. What kind of trouble is this? You love these people. They believe you can do something. They say when you heard the news, you stayed for two more days. Verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Hence the title of this message, the fifth day. The fifth day. 
Let's look at 21 to 27. If you had been here, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Verse 39, Jesus says to the people, take away the stone, he said. But Lord said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, but this time there is a bad order, for he has been there four days, and here you are coming on the fifth day to say the people should move the stone after you waited two more days after we sent you a message. Eh? I know some of you don't get annoyed with God, but I get annoyed with him quite frequently. And I tell him, say, Pastor Glady, you get annoyed with God, you tell him, yes, I may as well tell him he knows what is in my heart. I'm going to read from 43 to 44. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. On the fifth day, Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. When I read this, I said, let me find out how the Jewish people used to wrap people up. When you find out how they wrap the people up, you will know it was a miracle for Lazarus to even get up and come outside. Because they bind them, they bind their feet, they bind their cheeks, they bind everywhere. Hallelujah. So permit me just to take a few minutes to talk about the fifth day. As in, after waiting for four days, that the body had a stench already. But Jesus raised the dead. Why do I want to talk about the fifth day? I didn't come to preach any great theological message. I just came to encourage you and to encourage myself. With all the things that are happening, I just came to remind you and remind myself that there is a fifth day principle. To remind you that things may be dead now. Things may be impossible now, but there is a fifth day when God can do an impossible reversal. Which has already happened in some people's lives. So this word is for those who are still waiting. I came by to tell you the fifth day is coming. In fact, the fifth day may be here even right now. Why? Because where the anointing of God is, where the presence of God is manifested, anything can happen. But you know what? The reason I can talk about the fifth day is that there was a third day. You already know about the third day. In John's gospel, this is the last miracle that Jesus does before he is crucified. And he's resurrected from the dead. I've talked about it before, thought about it before. I think that the Christian life 
It's like a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's not too much that's going on. Fightingly. I just made up that word. You're not fighting too much. You know you're going from Monday to Thursday. But there's a Friday that comes in the life of the believer. Why am I talking about this? Because the reason we can talk about the fifth day is because there was a third day first. So Friday comes. It's a time of trouble. Say, but I'm going to have trouble. Man, don't be surprised. Jesus himself told you, say, in this, I'm telling you so you can know. In this world, you are going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. So Friday, when I was growing up, my mom was always going to see her friends who had trouble. I'm coming back. I'm going to my friend. She has trouble. I thought, why does we always have trouble? I know about trouble now. So if you're from Liberia and your mom is from my mom's generation, you remember she always was going to see her friend who had trouble. She was going to hold up her hands. And it's only recently I realized this hold up hand came from when Aaron and her were holding up Moses' hands. That's what she was saying. I'm going to hold up her hands. She has trouble. But that is the time to focus on the third day that is coming, Sunday. When Friday is upon you, that's not the time to say, oh me, oh my, cry. God, please, you see her suffering. You see her suffering. You can cry for now until judgment day. Get up from the crying. Curd your loins for the battle. Because that's the time to focus on Sunday and declare that victory is coming. That victory is sure. Why? Because he made you and me more than conquerors. More, not just conquerors. More than conquerors. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with his own power. The thing is to get from Friday to Sunday. Don't just weep and cry and be sorry for yourself. It's okay, even if you are feeling sorry for yourself, declare out of your mouth, I am more than a conqueror. That's the time for you to declare when you are feeling bad. That's the time to declare. That's not the time to just be giving up. Because Sunday is coming. That's the time to remember. Friday and Saturday, that's the time to remember that Jesus said it. John 10, 10. That two come at the same time. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come. Go ahead and look at it for yourself. Two come at the same time. If you find me say this before, I'm very sorry, but this is what happens to me when the scripture gets in my head, it just stays there. And I just have to keep talking about it. Friday and Saturday, that's the time you, you have to not forget that it's true the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes at the same time. It depends on who you're going to focus on. That's the time to remember that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty. Hey, I'm saying the words that are making me excited. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. 
And that's a time to remember all the other Sundays that you have experienced. When you are inside the fire, that's the time you need to remember the times that God took you out of the fire. That's the time for you to remember, to remember, to remember. I'm talking about the third day that happened so we could get to the fifth day. When Jesus says to the one who is dead, Lazarus, come forth. Let's look again at what's happening in the text. I didn't come to talk a long time today. Mary and Martha obviously, obviously know Jesus. They know he can do something. That's why they sent to tell him that Lazarus, the one he loves, is sick. And Jesus hears it. He stays two more days. And then he says to his disciples, because he had told them Lazarus was sleeping, they thought, oh, he's sleeping. He said, no, no, he's actually dead. But I'm glad I wasn't there so you can believe. And we're looking, two days you stayed. I just want to remind you of something small. His time is not our time. You're thinking two days, whole two days, 24 plus 24 is how much? Thank you, I'm very bad at math. You think you took 48 more hours, Jesus. Our time, Kronos, is not his time, Kairos. Kronos refers to clock time. Time that can be measured, seconds, minutes, hours, years. Kairos, on the other hand, measures moments, not seconds. It refers to the right moment, the opportune moment, the perfect moment, the suddenly Jehovah God. When God does it suddenly and tell you yourself, you are surprised, you're like, eh? What happened? Say who? When he does it suddenly. That's his time in Cairo. So the two days, don't look at your counting time. Kairos is when the world takes a breath. And in the pause, before it can exhale, destinies can be changed. Hallelujah. That's when a thousand years become like a watch in the night. And one day can become like a thousand years. What kind of God is this who can do this? As I said, I didn't come to tell you anything new. I just came to encourage you and to encourage myself. His time is not our time. Do you know, do you know, have you seen, you ever heard about the fullness of time, the fullness of time? Do you know, do you know, have you seen, you ever heard about the fullness of time, the fullness of time? It's when a day becomes like a thousand years and a thousand years like a watch in the night and the doors that were closed swing open wide. It's when God says yes and there can be no no. 
is when God says yes. And there can be no, no. So, God's time is not our time. And Martha and Mary believed. It's not that they didn't believe. They just didn't believe the instant thing that Jesus was talking about. She says, I believe you can raise him up on the last day. Jesus said, mm-mm, now, now. Now, now, as we say in Liberia, now, now. When you repeat the same thing, that means you are emphasizing. Jesus says, now, now. Just what I'm saying to you, now, now can be your fifth day. Now, now. I am the resurrection now. You've experienced that now, now, before the day you confess him as your Lord. Now, now, you pass from death to eternal life. Now, now. Now, now, the fifth day can happen for somebody when all that was dead becomes alive. When dreams that have been pressed down can come back to life. When answers to prayers can happen. If we believe Lazarus can come forth today. He can come forth now. At this period in your life. If you like it, you can say now today. If you like it, you can say now at this period in my life. But Lazarus can come forth now. Do you know what Lazarus means? I looked it up. It said, Lazarus means whom God helps. Or God has helped. Lazarus can come forth now. You've been believing God. There's one couple in this church. I asked them if God made me watch me over their conceiving. They had been married for a while, had no children. One day we were in Covenant Hall. I saw the young man sitting. He was holding somebody's baby. And the Lord said he would soon hold his own baby. I went over to him. I said, ha. the Lord said you will, soon hold your, you will soon hold your own baby. His wife got pregnant. She had a miscarriage. I said, God, what's he doing? But she got pregnant again. She had the baby. One day he came to church. I just had the urge. I went over to him. I said, so how many children do you want? He said, two. I said, okay. When I went home, he called me. He said, my wife is pregnant. They have been trying for so long. I don't know what you've been believing for. But you can judge God faithful. Faithful. Faithful, you can judge him faithful. And your Lazarus can come forth on the fifth. There is a fifth day. There is no way there cannot be a fifth day. Say, but Pastor Glad, how about those who were believing and they died? That was the fifth day. Because God didn't promise we're not going to die. He said, I gave you the victory. I lost some friends of mine, dear. I was so disturbed until the Holy Spirit reminded me, you have the victory still. They knew me. There's always a fifth Day. I just came to encourage you to believe that now, now. 
But I thought about it. If Jesus was able to say, Lazarus, come forth, why did he tell the people to take away the stone? Why didn't he just move the stone? After he told Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus came forth. Why did he say to the people, move the grave cloths from on him? Why you couldn't just do all? Because sometimes he doesn't do all. Sometimes he will use, he will do the supernatural and then he works inside the natural to fix it. I don't know if you've never experienced this before, that God will do the supernatural. He brought that womb to life. Naturally, she had to go to the doctor to have the baby. And sometimes as believers, we're just looking for the supernatural. And God says, so, please. So now we are having a discussion about whether tithe is Old Testament or New Testament. Sister or brother, if you don't want to give, don't give. You are bothering people. If you don't want to give, don't give. Whether Old Testament or New Testament. Give New Testament then. What is problem? The Bible says, if, no, no. It's Pastor Maiman that brought this into my attention one day on a prayer line. Because lots of cheerful giver. He says, so decide what you want to give. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give because Bishop Johnson said give. Then afterwards you are complaining. No. But just remember, the one who sows sparingly shall reap. It's in the New Testament. This is how the enemy comes to bring confusion. All the things that are happening, we are, dis- we are discussing on Facebook, up and down. Is it New Testament? Or ta- yeah, what happened? I'm sorry for those of you who are not from, uh, I'm not even speaking like where I'm from. Listen, if you don't want to give, don't give. And I don't even know how I got on this topic. You don't want to give, don't give. We are tired now. Ah. Anyway, back to what I was saying, that God can use. <laughs> he will do the supernatural, the one that you are not able to do. But he can use the natural. He can bring people your way. He, this new term, I heard it, what is it called? Destiny help us, eh? He, I didn't check to see whether it's scripture or not, but God brings people to help you to get to the place where you are supposed to be. So he brought Lazarus, or he said, listen, move the stone. And take the grave cloth of the man. Hallelujah. Lazarus coming forth, the supernatural. Remove the stone, the grave clothes, the natural. Human beings did it. I always used to say, favor takes you from the back of the line and puts you to the front. And then one day on a prayer line, Pastor Bema said, you have to get in line. Favor will take you from the back of the line, put you to the front, but you have to be in the line. The one that you are supposed to do, the one that you are naturally able to do, do that. And then God comes with the favor and moves you from the back of the line, puts you in front to the place where you are not supposed to be. And then he calls you, Dr. Caroline. 
the fifth D. The fifth D. And Martha and Mary says to Jesus, if you had been here, listen, we don't have to say if you had been here. You know why, right? Because he's here. We don't have to say if you have been here, then we is here. A very present help in time of need. He's here. But if you don't know the word, if you are not doing the natural part for you to open the Bible and read it and study it, Satan will run you around, carry you under, bring you up, tell you the pastor need to bathe you in church. I just saw one tip. There are two men in their suits and there are only women in the congregation. So the woman take off her clothes, she gets in the top. The pastor. <laughs> I'm just laughing, but we have a saying in my place, thief don't laugh at good things. So he washes her off in the congregation now. Then the other man in his suit dries her off and then, you know, he puts lotion. <laughs> Hi. This is what happens when you don't know the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's here. We don't have to say if you had been here. Because he's here. Omnipresent. His name, Jehovah Shammah. He's here. That's what I came to tell you. That there is a fifth day. Fifth day. Let me turn my eyes so and call you and say, Pastor Obi, there is a fifth day. There is a fifth day. Ha. Holy Spirit, Medlina, Veronica, Beckley, there is a fifth day. There is a fifth day. There's a fifth day. Don't worry, you'll be in the fourth day for a little bit, but the fifth day is coming. There is a fifth day. Amen. 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 Ha. So I looked to my left to see if I could call the praise team to sing. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice in praise, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. I just want you to lift your hearts to the Lord. You know what day you are in. If you are needing a fifth day, this is the time you need to tell him, Jehovah. Did you send that fifth day word for me? I'm not sure about anything, but I know the Lord told me to tell you there is a fifth day. There is a fifth day. I have a daughter in the Lord. She called me yesterday. She said, Pastor Glad, I don't even know why I called you. I thought long time. The Lord said, tell her she called you to tell her there's a fifth day. She started yelling. I said, but where are you? She said, I'm on the street. Of a surety, I know the Lord told me to tell somebody here there is a fifth day. There is a fifth day. 
I'm not talking about theology. I'm talking about the realization that Jesus is real. There is a fifth day. There is a fifth day. You know, the person who is a liar says, I have a witness for my witnesses at the farm. But today I have a witness. Her name is Liz Rivera. A fifth day happened in my class yesterday. We were discussing the character of God. My daughter called me. I just want you to see how God can use the ordinary, normal thing. Sometimes you have a long conversation. You think, well, this is what the Lord wanted me to hear today. The girl called me, my daughter. Can I come and spend a few minutes at your house while I'm waiting for my children to do their hair? I thought, hey, are you crazy? So I hung the phone up. Just before that, I had said to the students, can you put your video on so I can see you? Just normal conversation. There was one lady, she was laughing. So I said, you know, when you have big children, the trouble is big. And those of you who have small children enjoy them, when they get big, the trouble is big. And then she was laughing, so I said, oh, you have big children? She said, I don't have any children. And some kind of anointing came on the Zoom. And we began to pray for this woman. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, this is how I can use the normal, everyday thing. Because see the things that happen, put your videos on. That's how I could see her face. My daughter calls me with some kind of stupid question. Can she come and stay at the house for me to mention daughters? And we began to pray. And the whole class changed. We never went back to the character of God to teach, but to experience. I told the lady, listen, the day they tell you I'm pregnant, you should call me. Call me, I will sing with you. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Somebody see what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Amen. Fifth day coming. The fifth day coming. The fifth day coming. But you know what? Jesus has already done that for us. Spiritually, he called us out of the grave of sin and death. And gave us eternal life. If perchance you have not responded to that call, because he's calling every day, every time. He's telling you, come forth. Come to me. And be saved. You've never given your life to Jesus. I want you to think about I'm not calling you to come up or even to raise your hand. You just think about it. Let this be your fifth day. He called you out of the grave to eternal life. You know there's a second group of people. They believe that Jesus died on the cross. You know Romans says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
We have some people who believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, but if Jesus is Lord by is giving you a hard time. Let me explain it. <laughs> you believe that he was raised from the dead, but the Lordship is giving you a small problem. So first group, you, don't, you haven't answered the call. Second group, you have answered the call, but the Lordship business is giving you a problem. Let me make it clear. Lordship means when he says yes, you too, you say yes. When he says no, you say, oh God, no. And then he doesn't leave you in all of my days. I've been serving the Lord since 1979. He never tells you to do something and there's not a fringe benefit. You know fringe benefit. On your job, they give you some stuff and they give you some stuff that's fringe. Never. So he says, okay, you accept me as Lord. I have something for you. I will give you the power to will and then to do the thing I called you to do. The day I read that scripture and it came inside my heart, I was like, is it what? So, I don't want to do it. You will give me, you will make me willing to do it first. And then you will come and give me the power to do it. What kind of God is this? If that's where you are today, ponder it in your heart. Tell him, God, your lordship is giving me a problem. But this word, you said you gave me the power to will and to do of your good pleasure. I'm taking it today. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Amen. That's what I came to say. So I'm just going to get off the stage and let Pastor Casimir come before I mess up the other things. I put welcome to announcement, announcement to welcome. But I just want for us to declare this while I'm going. There's a Hebrew word for praise, toda. It means to thank God for the thing you haven't seen yet. I want for you to sing this song with me. If it hasn't happened, you are going in front with the praise, a toda praise. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done, what we've waited for has come to pass. See, oh, you guys are there. Okay, help me to sing this song. Come on. Come on, let's try one more time. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done, what we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Sing it one more time, please. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done, what we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen.